0: I stand firmly in the fact that I'm one of the best to ever do this, this. for my city, for my coast, for my my culture. This is my declaration. This is the Best Rapper in LA Podcast. 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 Welcome. This is the free version of Best Rapper in LA Podcast. This is a breakdown of all my albums. If you're on Patreon.com slash Merch316, you wouldn't have to wait. We're still there banging out new songs and freestyles every month. I'll give you a taste of those at the end like we usually do. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> Story time, motherfuckers. Fuckers. 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 Our next album solo of mine is Merch Rules the World, but we're going to stop and discuss the 3MG EP series, which all falls somewhere in this time, somewhere in between For Real and Mercer was The World. There was 3MG Gypsy's Luck. There was an EP on a green tape originally covered done by Tom Slick. And then there was The Penguins. And there was The Righteous Brothers Project with basic. 3MG with basic. All
1: right, we're back. We're here. Hey!
0: I'm sure I've told the story how me and Eli and uh, Scarab men, if not somewhere out there, we met in high school, Hamilton High School. We recorded our first song, Sun's Braid. Boy, everything over the
1: time, mind, stealthy, I'm mentally taking your wealth. I have to, to be that cannot be defeated by anyone else.
0: A... There we got in a crew called Law Camp and we recorded Dire Straits.
1: In the year 2000, where are your pals? Where are your styles? Never leave home without them, now you your back anyway.
0: Melancholy manuscripts. My
1: speak more MC's personal life than
0: I made red dots produced by Double K. God bless him. From there we went our separate ways. Scarab had to finish another year of school, then he went to San Jose State. Eli Moved up to the bay with his cousin. I moved up to the bay with my first girlfriend. Somehow we both met Grouch and we met Living Legends. And I mean, Mystic Journeyman, we made Living Legends. Living Legends started. I wanted to make 3MG a group. Scarab didn't want to drop out of school. Eli was with it, um, but we couldn't do it without Scarab. So we made Gypsy's Luck in our spare time, I believe on various four tracks we had our Roland vs 840s that we were getting from Japan when we were touring over there so this is the new digital recording studio you've been bragging about yeah
1: this is my baby the new Roland vs 840 Man, I gotta tell you this thing looks cool I so tradition my plans for my midnight the this is about 98.
0: The first song is Disappointments. So, Disappointments, one of the better verses I was writing at the time, I was like, I've learned that disturbed acts. Spit from no home training, no explaining necessary. See, I
1: thought you were someone that I could count on. No doubt on if it came to a bet, I placed the whole amount on you.
0: I'm still rapping hella nasally through my nose. I have one of my um one side of my nostrils, I have an enlarged sinus, so one of them, one of my nostrils is always blocked. So I sound like this, but I wasn't conscious of it at this point. I was just rapping my heart out, my little heart out. Oh this is the beginning of me telling stories and mixing it up. So one of these stories is about a friend of mine. We had a crew, our Cloverdale crew. One of our homies threw parties. At one of his parties, some dudes from Rolling 60s jumped him. It was just, it was bound to happen. If you went out to two clubs where young black people were hanging out in Los Angeles, I chose to go to the hip hop functions where there was that problem. There were no gang violence at my shit. There's a little violence, but no gang violence. So he was jumped by some 60s. And some of the homies helped him, and one of the guys that was affiliated with Cloverdale didn't. And I wasn't there that night, and this is my best friend's younger brother, and I'm, you know, protective of my fam. So I was like, yo, I'ma find this motherfucker and beat the brakes off of him. So one day I went up to, we were at the palace, which used to be the palace, which is now the Avalon in LA. And Nori had a show, and I wanted to go and fight Nori, say something to Nori about LA, LA. I didn't believe he thought he could have a show in LA. And uh, I was waiting by the front of the stage, and uh, he comes out. No, we were in the back, we were in the back. Me and my homies were in the back. We wanted to see about this. And. Uh, they were kind of like, if you want to beat up a rapper, we got your back. We're, we're, yeah. not, we're not really here for this shit, but we're here for this shit. You wanted to come, we're here for the shit. He comes out on stage with a Dodgers jersey and a Dodgers hat. I love L.A. What's up, L.A.? I love you. all love to the West Coast. And I was like, ah, oh, this nigga. So I was like, fuck it. Left and uh, went outside and I was hot. seen dude that ran on the homie and bro i was on his ass because somebody was gonna get the, i had built up all this i wanted to fight somebody and uh the homies like he, he walked it all the way back and i almost got in a fight with another dj that night i learned a lesson there was a dj and uh after homeboy i ran off i ran homeboy off well, get the fuck out of here front i don't know if i thought out in my mind stupidly he probably would have beat me up who knows that by the, put that out there but in my mind i was ready and uh there was a local dj and he was looking at me i don't know who he was i knew his name once he told me his name but i didn't know what this dj looked like because before the internet and i just knew the mixtapes and he was looking at me so I turned around. I was like, hey, cuz fuck you look blah, 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 blah. Nigga blah, blah, blah. I'm staring at me, mad dog at me. What's up? I was just on one that night. I believe, I, and this is the problem with me being sober. I believe I was pretty sober. I, the irony of that. But, uh, you know, fighting when you're sober. And he was like, man, I just bought you a 12-inch. You, I was trying to see if that was you. You really need to calm down. <laughs> like, and he just made like... I was like, oh shit, I'm like a rapper, for real now. Like, people know who I am. It's the first time someone, I was like, in cultural differences. Cause like, where I'm from, I don't care if you think someone right, you don't stare at nobody that long unless you really got a problem. So it just switched my whole mentality. That all, I learned a lot about rap. You don't want to f- come to a show to fight rappers. That's not nice. The man's just trying to earn his dollars. Sorry, Nori. And uh, you don't fight battles for other men. You know what I mean? I should have been backing up my homeboy's younger brother if he wanted to flash on the dude, but I took offense to it. And then you don't try to fight random people who could be, it's just all, it's having a very bad, I won't say ghetto, yeah, small-minded ghetto attitude, just in a lot of aggression. My dad wasn't in my life, forgive me. (sighs) Huh. So on this verse, I'm talking about him on Disappointments, and I'm also talking about my homeboy from high school who was a klepto, who I'm referencing in my Night Wonder Song. He used to steal all kinds of shit. We stole comic books every Wednesday. And one day, we were at Kmart. Attention, Kmart shoppers. Welcome to our store closing sale. Well, I don't know why we always went to the, to the white neighbors and still we're fucking... Definitely being watched. So we would steal comic books all the time. You know, I would back them up. Tapes, CDs, whatever. I would just be the decoy. And then we'd split the thing. You know, the Prophet. Telly and whatever. um, Casper type shit. And uh, he stole some Super Soakers. I was like, bro, this is kind of big. You know, but it's the 90s. We got baggy pants and shit. I'm like, we're going to get caught. The Super Soaker CPS. Constant
1: pressure system. A full blast from
0: first shot to last. He got fucking busted. I went to his court date with him. I was sick as a dog. I had the flu, but I I, I rode with him. He got like probation or something. We went back to his house. I was like throwing up, whatever. But I was down for this dude. He ate at my mom's house. He became a DJ later on, first vinyl he ever got to scratch and all that shit was at my house. Like, I I, I just like my bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Super, super down for this dude. And uh, he, we recorded Dire Straits and I bought one of these like $20 tapes. You have to, you know, it's only 10 minutes long. It's a $20 tape. So when you go to record something back then, you're paying for the studio time. And then if you want to copy, there's no way to email you a wave or a master. The only master you have is as good as the tape that you bounce it down to or the DAT, which I don't have a DAT player. So I had to get a high quality cassette and I bounced it down to that. And it was a high quality cassette that I believe he stole for me. So thank you. So when I played him the new song... 3MG was hot in the streets, bro. We were we were hot after sunspray, we were hot in the streets. Uh LOL. I played it for him, and then uh he uh loved it so much. I, I dubbed it for him, and then I went back to find the tape and it was gone. In my house, where my mother has fed him, where he spent the night, where he's used my records, shit in my toilet, he stole from my house. I was livid, to say the least. He then it was, we were with a mutual friend, you know, my ex-best friend was now his best friend. And my best friend was this girl who was dating my ex-best friend. And we were at McDonald's and I didn't hang out with that crew anymore. I just hung out with my loud cabin friends. And one day I was hanging out with my best friend and she was going to go see her man. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, just drop me off. And I was like, no, you know what? No, I was like, I'm going to let... I'm, 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 yeah, I'm going to take the bus home, something like that. You go hang out with them. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't hang out with them." And they were at the dude who stole from my house's house, his apartment, his mom's apartment. And I was like, fuck it. And then our other best friend, our other homie came in and was like, yo, I just heard that 3MG song y'all did. I was like, where? Like, how did it sound? Man, it was blah, blah, blah. I was like, what color was the tape? He was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. I was like, fuck that. And I told my best friend, I was like, you're going to take me over there and I'm going to fuck this dude up. Fuck fuck this. He's still playing the tape for people. I don't even have a copy of my own song to play for people, a high-quality copy, because this motherfucker stole it from me and won't admit it. He's still denying it. Bro, I went. She said, you can't hit him. You can't beat him up. I was like, I promise not to hit him. I just need to confront him. She knocks on the door. I hide behind the door. He opens the door. I grab this motherfucker up by the throat in his own house and I put my forearm up under his throat and I'm like choking, choking this nigga out up against his heater and his mama out. And everybody's yelling, Nick, don't fuck. I'm like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, cuz. Like, like I was hot. But I promised I wouldn't hit him. And that's it. And I just left. And, uh... I told him next time I see you, I'm gonna fuck you up. So he used to try to go to the record store by my house. He would run across the street. If I was at the record store, he would hide in the alley or something and wait until I left. Like I was on his ass. It was I he had to run my fate. This went on for a like decade, a decade at least. I had a show at the L Ray where Exhibit came out to celebrate um my new album, and well, wow, that's a whole nother story. And uh I let my best my old best friend open for me and he was the DJ. He said, let him come, don't fuck him up. It's we're older now. It's just 10 over 10 years ago. Nick, calm the fuck down. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Long story short, my phone comes up missing at the end of the night. I accuse other people, and it was the same motherfucker. He said my phone accident. He didn't know whose phone it was. He it accidentally fell in his bag, and then I was through with him. I was like, I can't even fuck with you, bro. You are sir, you are for real, Klepto. You can't help yourself. And here I am, letting you back into my life for one night after ten years, and you steal from me again. Disappointments. That's what the that song's about. The next song was literary form. Literary form was my idiot idea to incorporate. I was obsessed with RBX's um, verse where he said that in treachery, my literary form was something. It's something.
1: Also- norm, not a storm. make it many storms when I'm I fight next and on
0: in this dimension. it's dope. It's a dope verse on the chronic. I was obsessed with RBX. And I also like I read a doc a book about Death Row and he they said that he was down with Freestyle Fellowship, which made him really, really cool to me. And he's also like one of the bigger dudes that they were supposed, allegedly shook, was never able to to bully. So, I admired that about him, and I wanted to use some of his voice because I thought he was an overlooked figure. And I still believe he's an overlooked figure in West Coast hip hop. So, we put literary form. in song is trash. I'll take responsibility for it. And I'm rapping about um, the archetypal journey of a hero because I had gotten into like Edith Hamilton's mythology and Joseph Campbell's Hero of a Thousand Faces and all these books from my art history and, and fucking advanced placement English classes in high school. So
1: the stone, hero chancing his own demise, on a journey to bring honor to his tribe, advancing on a quest for the wise, sent through the eyes of a youth.
0: Abstractor, abstractions of reality, we spelled it UV because we started with a group called Sons of nishak back in the day, and we used UV and we used S-U-N-Z I think, or S-U-N-S, so the UV was like Sons of nishak
1: Story. There was once a white man who sold ice in the black town and everybody bought from him cuz there was no one else around but he really didn't like it see he had to get his money so he was just nice enough now in this town there was a young man who thought if he could get
0: paid oh, the fuck we were talking about but my my verse was uh, talking about a fictional town where a white man was selling ice and it's basically based on a story about my 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 grandfather or saying my grandfather always says like Black people always think the white man's ice is colder from him owning the dry cleaners and black people thinking that they got a better service at a white cleaners when he was giving them a a better service. But maybe his price was the same. And because he was black, he should have a lower price or he had a higher price because he gave higher quality work. Because some of these dry cleaners will do, oh, 10 shirts for $10. And that's not what the type of dry cleaners my family runs. So it's like, fuck it, go down there and get the lesser service. You know what I mean? I guess it kind of, now see it kind of influenced my, my rap style. Like, I don't like if you want to hear jiggy, negative, bull shit crazy, then go get it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. These, This is what I do. And it's kind of like how my grandfather, so he said his prices, but he's like, Black folks will always think the white man's ice is just a little bit colder. The white man's ice is colder than the black man's ice. And I thought that was funny. So that's what I want to talk about that song. And also, like uh, you know, I had a, uh, uh, I'm had looking at my notes, I had a chip on my shoulder, like black people don't support my fucking music.
1: She said, oh baby, that white man ice is just a little huh Ain't that nothing self-hating to this day, black people still won't buy my tape, cause I'm not on a major label and I don't got a video, my shit's not shrink-rap. You would think that we learn from our mistakes. The moral of the story is, support black business before it's too late. late, late, late. Support your black business before
0: it's too late. I was not good at rapping still right now. Not even close. I needed so much help and so much production and so much um input and this is why I do ground waves now. This is why I you know, I I I'm always here to critique people that I love their music. I don't have time to create critique everybody's rap, but get some help, man. Get a producer, someone that can tell you when you're in the pocket, when to take out a word, when a verse is whack, when you need to rewrite. Like, that's why Wu-Tang works. I remember sitting with RZA one time and he was telling me one of the, he told one of the most esteemed members of the Wu-Tang, they were doing the Afro Samurai soundtrack or something. He was like, bro, he was trying to get me to rap for him. Like, you told him his verse was whack and he had to rewrite it? He's like, yeah, but now listen to it, listen to it. I'm like... Yeah, but, bro, like, that's, you know, such and such. Like, you can't just tell him to rewrite his verse. He's a fucking lyrical god, bro. Fuck, He's in the Wu-Tang Clan. You don't tell anybody in the Wu-Tang Clan to read. But that's because that type of honesty is what you need in your crew to, like, tell even the dopest og motherfucker in your crew, nah, go back, and that's what the producer should do. people weren't not supporting my music cuz I because because I I was conscious or because any other reason then my shit was not together. It wasn't most together. That's the definition of fresh, most together if you watch graffiti rock. Mm. graffiti rock
1: Shock. If you never seen a break do a, spin,
0: in a hopeless, okay. romantic. hopeless romantic. was probably my first solid girl rap. To this day, I just listen to it. It's solid as fuck. We should have had a different course. We should have let um Scarab's course. I'm just the hopeless romantic with the Titanic heart. I'm just a hopeless
1: romantic a titanic heart i may look
0: unsinkable but i can still be ripped apart i never approach you i linger in the dark
1: watching you from afar within my car park just a hopeless romantic with a titanic heart gigantic emotional senses they tend to tear me apart i prepare myself for the moment when the omen is true show your face then i know it's you until then i pursue
0: about some girl named Ivy. I vaguely remember meeting a girl named Ivy and I was infatuated her for years. And I literally just talked to her for two or three hours once. And she had a boyfriend and I was trying to get her to come to the show and I was in love with this woman. And that's, I was always falling in love with whoever. I just wanted to be married with kids already. The beat is fucking phenomenal, man. Um, it's one of Eli's best beats for me. Better raps, and I was trying to like come up with a like my style when Eli and Scarab had the duh, 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 and I couldn't do that shit at all. Well, so I was I did Annihilation Racing, Lacing, and, and Drum, Disgracing, something like the Racing, lace and bass and Drum, Disgracing, something Say
1: Take it personal when I reverse the whole slate of sacred something has been disgraced. So we lace the drum and base. I race to annihilate all who violate. The code has been cracked. Smash coats off the crack and
0: we're back. Like that type of more like a, I don't know, drony cadence. And uh take it personal when I reverse the whole slate of set. So then I said all these words and then I said them all the other way around, like the memento before memento. Type rap before Nas did that thing. Like I was took these words, annihilation, racing, lacing, bass and drum disgraced, and something sacred. Take it personal when I reverse whole slate. A sacred something has been disgraced, so we race to annihilate. My best line on the whole album is, um, "Melancholy gypsies, bitch, get your fortune told." Melancholy gypsies, bitch,
1: get your fortune told.
0: Oh, your business. We were talking about people um, ever played Telephone, hella gone, faded, jaded if you must, and the issue, which I think we were, and I can remember us yelling and screaming in Scarab's parents' house, and they were still live, but they used to let us record in the room below them. Oh, God knows what they thought of us. But yeah, we recorded some of this at Scarab's house. Your business is about all the rumors because um, Scare, you know, all of us had friends from high school and you didn't have social media or Facebook to keep up with people. So we would hear tremendous stories about what we were up to and what happened and who did what to whom. So it was um, just imagine without being able to look at someone's story. Um, you know, that's like, I wasn't touring, I was doing this. And, you know, we're lying about our rap careers and we're living legends isn't this and 3MG, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was a shit show.
1: Apple play Telephone, Fade it, fade if you must, then the issue of trusting never crossed your mind, worse than thrust from your lip, and you didn't even see it as a slip. But the very next day someone hit you on
0: your hip. You call them back. Then we have Mass Media, which is probably the best song on the album. The media attains its strength through imitating God's power of omnipotence. It should be omnipresence. Um I, I was I was I was corrected. Um omnipotence. The ability to be everywhere at once, not confront the truth. You can keep it with the news, but you have no proof of these actual events. For all I know it's some stories they invent to promote fear and confusion. not
1: to mention that- Whoa. The media attains its strength through imitating God's power of omnipotence. The ability to be everywhere at once think about it for a second then confront the truth. You can keep up with the news but you have no proof of these actual events. For all I know it's some stories they invent to promote fear and confusion. Not to mention the ads and commercials that keep y'all consuming. Playing the role of tricking. Choice be the illusion. So I'm screaming free true. but y'all just don't get it. Falling right for the bait and the net is well knitted. So you come to enjoy being entrapped and in prison in this well decorated cage called capitalism. With two major Functions, reproduction and consumption Now I'ma break it down the best way I can In our society, success makes demand So you have to get a job This job gets you a check And the check buys you shit And the shit gets you respect And the more shit you get, the higher your status The better you look and feel When you're designed clothes close in luxury automobile Ooh, you bought sex appeal A true success and
0: then, oh, are you attractive to the opposite sex? Next, you start to date, hopefully, find a mate, and together, create you create a brand new consumers.
1: Consumer. The, the cycle, cycle mass media,
0: media helps perpetuate. perpetuate. That was my thing. Um, song after that is Round the Campfire. We're just freestyling. And that was fun because that's how 3MG started like us freestyling together. Like, I remember a freestyle session at Scarab Sisters how we would just go and ditch and rap anywhere we can go inside or to the beach. And Eli would be box, Scarab would be box, I would try, clap, whatever we could do. And then I remember one time Scarab was banging on his sister's floor at her house when she was gone, and we were ditching there. And he, till his hands were. I remember him like not realizing it. Um, hours, rapping and smoking weed. <laughs> no girls, no illegal activities, nothing, just rap. And Round the Campfire is like a revisit of that.
1: Easy, easy, easy step, now, we to, um, Got
0: now moving on to The Penguins. The Penguins was a tape that we recorded because me and Eli didn't make I didn't get my i lost my passport i didn't get a new one in time enough to go to europe this is back when you had to i'd like take the bus from oakland to san francisco to get to the office and all this other shit and they fucked me they told me it would be ready i didn't get ready and so for that i think i also helped me build up the story why i hated europe i hated europe so much and so I would I would start refusing tours to Europe. I just wouldn't go after that. But while we were home, we had the whole outhouse to ourselves, me and Eli. We tried to invite Scarab, but he would never. He didn't. He never made it, so he didn't get to be a part of the Penguins. But it was supposed to be Gandalf, Sting, and I think Don Quixote or something like that. Uh, Alter ego is like a another version of 3MG. The Gypsies look. This was going to be the Penguins. And because uh, we, we were watching the fucking Bud Light commercial where the guy goes, doobie, 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 do, If you ever have seen the Bud Light commercials from from the 90s. Doobie, doobie, do. Drink Bud Ice, but uh, beware the penguins. Great, great campaign. Uh, penguins get cold. Bud light, but ice is cold, penguins. Um, me and Eli were obsessed with that. So we start with a funny um intro about that.
1: the it
0: This is where I'm learning to hit the kicks. Eli made a dope ass beat with these kicks. Doom doom doom. doom. Penguin story. What? Yes. What? Best part of that song was Your Ass is Like the Dodgers in the Dugout when it rains. You have no game. As
1: as Eli, the Penguin, oh, bitch, yeah. know the name. Why you hating what we gain? Because your ass is like the Dodgers in the Dugout when it rains. You have
0: no, no, no game. No game. No game. No game. No game. So <laughs> game. Uh, and then we had Break the Ice.
1: Watch these birds break the ice as we proceed. as we now I'll be zoning out at times, thinking what has to happen soon, visualize myself in a one-bedroom, paying rent every month from, making rap tunes, shit I want to go pop, have a billboard spot, do a song with Mel B and still be a
0: pop. and I know I'll be mean like my success off. was having a one-bedroom and paying my rent. That was my dream at that point. It came true. I eventually got, imagine, imagine rapping about that. Imagine rapping about, okay, I just want enough to have a one-bedroom and pay my rent. And I was trying to rap fast. Break the ice was dope. That was a dope song. Eli did all these beats, I believe. We had the mission part three, which had lots of, lots of um, vocal samples. The mission tray definitely referenced to neighborhood and, and gang shit. For my the tape was blue, I couldn't let it go. The Penguins uh, have Bill and Ted sample, and I got to hit the intro to the Penguins. I got to use the line, "Strange things are afoot at the Strange things are afoot at the Circle K." Most epic line from Bill and Ted's ever. It just, I've kept that in my heart. Still one of the best lines in any film. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Oh, I hate that part. Bill, what? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And then, uh, No Stress. Oh man. So this was produced by my homeboy. Um, that passed away that basically Murray's Revenge is dedicated to. He was supposed to produce Murray's Revenge, my homeboy four or five. So he produced this one. He just do, give me beats. You give me a mini just for the beats and like, take it or take whatever you want, bro. Take, you know, take whatever you want. Cause like this, it's nothing, you know, and uh, we were, my goal was to get to a certain point where people would accept me kind of stepping away from the backpacky sound, cause he was, you know. He made gangster hip hop shit. He was ahead of his time. We were both kids who love East Coast rap, but very much street kids. And him even way more than me. You know what I mean? He's selling weed, whatever, guns, coke. Like he was he was he was in the streets for real. Um but he was dope and he had an SP, he used all of his money to like either buy guns or buy music and music equipment. And so my goal was to kind of meet him after the Def Jux era and start our own label. Uh, he wanted to call it money first. I just wanted to fund it and, you know, put out records wherever. Um, maybe with him, maybe, you know, th- this was our goal. And uh, we never got to realize that goal because he was shot and killed right after 316 drop. Um, I'm sure we talked about that on this podcast. But this song, No stress. This, this is me rapping at my best. Like, I'm calm. I'm not rapping through my nose like I'm talking right now. I'm just here. Like, I am on Love and Rockets too. like I am when I think I'm doing my best rapping. I'm not in my nasal cavity. I'm relaxed because he, he understood me. He knew me the way the fool me, not the way people Living Legends knew me, not the way Eli and Scarab kind of knew me because they didn't live where I live. They didn't go through what I go through. Their homies weren't my homies. Like this was where I was most comfortable. So no stress, um was dope. I begin talking about a girl who um, cheated on me. Well, not cheated on me, she was cheating on her boyfriend with me. And we talked about that, like, who ended up being my arch nemesis. So she would only she would only do certain things with me sexually that she wouldn't do, but she would never let me make love to her. And I was in love with her and I never understood why. And everyone else knew what was going on and they knew how much I loved her. So they just let me play myself for months and months and months. And um, one day they told me and I lost my shit on everybody but yeah we made up everything was good now
1: what the fuck of that got to do with this shit purse massaging this not happened to me everyone knew she had a man they was laughing at me but anyways i keep losing my pen when trying to finish this song Two days later about 4am you know them all. television episodes i think
0: it sandy confessions i think was on here
1: yeah, what you know about being drunk i
0: uh, said let me start from the very beginning
1: I heard you like to get drunk. I used to, but I'm good now. But I'm gonna tell you about my experiences. people. it out. Come on. I'm out into my confessions than virtual strangers in bars. Some drink up, become lovers.
0: So Scarab just gave us songs to put on there at the end of it all, because he didn't come up. So he just gave us songs to put in, put on the on the tape. And we still, because we we're a crew. So that was the penguins, the blue tape, black and white. We shot all these pictures at Scarab's house um, somewhere up in Mount Washington. I forgot who took these pictures. I believe it's a girl we went to school with, and I can't remember her name right now. And I probably wouldn't say her name because she may or may not be proud of this stuff. And next we met Eli's black cousin, Basic, who was also a rapper in the scene, who was extremely dope. You gotta check out B-A-S-I-K, BASIC. MC.
1: Let's make make 'em dead slant. <laughs> <laughs> we got one version. <laughs> That's on me. I got LC dying back to back like Siamese Swift looking towards <laughs> successful touch to the slip. Base of 10 eggs, seven tribes overboard. Starburst to refill a bottomless pit. Going overboard. Melling the scurched by, <laughs> by the hooks too. Self-gratter protection to the willing against you the ownership of a below the belt
0: out Apex Predator was his first solo album. It was great and I was obsessed with it. And he introduced me to a bunch of like, kind of like, hip, cool black kids that are still kind of into hip hop, which I had never met. Um, well-dressed dudes who got girls and still like the Wu-Tang Clan. I didn't understand it, but they were kind enough to let me hang around the Geekum Clicks. Shout out to them. Yeah, All In Together now is Freestyle Basic is eating my ass up. Pause on that. Then he jumps into his song, Turbulence. It was great.
1: You may now move about the cabin freely, but be aware of that seatbelt lamp that could reoccur at any moment for those cockpit launderers who wanna see me. Part in my way, problem 757, Boeing with the striking damage of the 357. Magnum and flowing, given the just time slot. I deflouse the bird, tested and tip over something directly
0: from the pot. Scolding your molding, you may hand over one of God. The covers this is when I was trying to put together. My marketing skills came together like B plus, who is a legendary on West Coast photographer. Brian Cross, who did a lot of stuff with Stone's Throw later on, but at this point had done a book called It's Not About a Salary, which is a photo documentation of the West Coast underground and West Coast hip hop. Amazing. If you can find that book, it's amazing. It's not about a salary. It's one of my prized possessions. I carried it everywhere. I bought like two or three copies. So when I got a little bit of rap money, I was like, I want to pay for a B plus picture. We couldn't afford him to shoot a cover for us. So he just uh, sold me a photograph two photographs and uh, I put them apparently I left my best friend in the car while she waited outside and uh, I bought these photos from him trying to get on and make a dope cover then after turbulence we're going to kite skeleton by scarab
1: the one hour of rest. My pride by let's see I got my titanium up
0: and then we go into back when, which is me and Eli. And if once we get to Merce Rules of the World, you hear like what? This is me trying to do the back win, what? I knew what I wanted. Back, back when, when what? what? Are you always trying back it back then, then, then huh? 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 Back when, what?
1: Back when, back, when, back, when, back then, pad, Back huh? was never a kid's best friend. When, always had an extra hand. Eli had these bounce,
0: and this era was making these beats with this little bounce. So he gave me the beat for "Merc Rules the World," and it was called I did a song called "Like What," but back when to me, it's a better version. Then there's Basic and Merc 2, The freestyle that we did on "For Real," we did another version here, and Basic served me. Basic and
1: Merc freestyling once again,
0: Then there's "What Your Boss Did," "This Boy's Life," and then my solo song ends it. It's called "Righteous Life." And it's another one of my better songs because it's a four or five beat. And I remember sitting on my porch writing this song, smoking beaties.
1: I know it's possible. My obstacles are overcome. Trying to help you do the same with my voice over drums. Knowing Knowing some may never get the point knowing some may never get the point knowing some. May never get the point, but go ahead and roll that joint While you listen to this disc. Get ready for the lift While I let my mind drift and you can follow suit But remember, bad habits tend to swallow glue Like rug rats. So do you want to feed your kids or puff
0: Shouldn't even um, be a puff sack? Me and 4-5 used to smoke a lot of beaties I didn't smoke weed, but I would smoke beaties with him and Give him beaties He would give me beats And uh I think I recorded this and My mother had a, a one-bedroom apartment next door to our house That she rented out And we... Uh, I think i recorded in there when it was vacant yeah and i kind of put this whole i think i quarterback all these alternate groups and groupings because of the wu-tank thing and being a comic book nerd like it was always great to have spin-offs and shit like that so we kind of brought it together oh my line from here is uh like a fertilizer bandit i'm still in this shit i'm still in this shit but i'm still in this shit oh god Please stop. And some, this is all leading up to me being like, "Fuck bars, like fuck trying to say creative things to build boost your ego." It's just a waste of fucking artistic energy to me. So like, rap is so fucking kitschy and fucking a mockery of itself to me because it does so much of that. It's part of the origin, but like, can we evolve past the point of who has the lyrically, who has the bigger dick? Like, it's just good God, man. It's cool. You gotta do it to show you could do it, but like all of it, like uh, to the point where I'm thinking fertilizer bandit. I'm still in this shit. Oh help me, Jesus! Oh man. Yeah, this has been best rapper in LA. Three MG EPs. Peace. Peace. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace. It was all a dream. I used to read the Source magazine. Biggie Smalls and Tupac was on the same team, writing rhymes at my desk. Every Saturday, wake up show was swaying King Tech. Taped his last freestyle before he got shot. Back when Boos was going platinum, to make it real hip hop. Way back when I had the cross-color backpack with the hat to match. You remember Tribe came out with a war tour. Never thought the b.i.g would be dead at 24. Made it to the limelight cause he rhymed tight. The boy got paid. Blew up before the world trade. Born Sinner Should have been a Grammy winner. Not just to name the rap game. Must remember. First heard big in the mix with Mr. C. Takes from New York. Blew up to Ron G. Said he was ready to D.I.E. Now the whole world miss him so it's R.I.P. He blew up like they thought he would And his legacy lives on in every hood So it's all
0: I So I, I kind of just like Made this up but I still forgot Lots of lines like I was talking but The label said you can't have a California album Without a weed song So I don't smoke I ain't smoked in like 20 years So this is my weed song About not smoking weed Fuck you
1: Look, I got dreadlocks, but I don't smoke weed. And for some of y'all out there, that's hard to believe. Then why talk about it? That's what some say. That's like New Yorkers not rapping about the subway. You see, I'm from LA. I lived up in the Bay. And like Nate Dogg say, they smoking every day. Dr. Dr. Dre, he did used to do it. He found a chronic and he started making better music. My homie Dame Dash, they say he started late. But it changed his life, he just had to wait Me, I think I started out somewhere around 12 I started selling weed and then I tried it for myself I was an outcast, to say the least But when I started smoking, that's when I found peace They used to tease me, and they would talk trash But I would hit the weed, It wouldn't beat the ass Back in 93, it became a fad Snoopy started it, now everybody need a bag I was making cash, but it wasn't fair I was the lonely stoner, now the homie got a share So I cut my hair but When I grew it back Now everybody asking me Where the Buddha at You know it's really whack They still locking up my people Even though in a few years It'll be legal This is my weed song But I don't get high But I won't lie I used to smoke it all the time This is my weed song But I don't smoke But I sold a lot of weed Back when I was broke This is my weed song But I had to quit Cause I get paranoid as fuck And I start to trip This is my weed song And I ain't even lit But this is what you rap about When you really need a hit it's for everybody, black folk and white folk. Only health has it. If you hit it, you just might choke. It ain't like alcohol to make some people want to fight. Don't nobody get high and want to hit their wife. Right? Or beat their kid. Yeah. Or crash their car. You might get a little lazy. That's the worst by far. Or forget some stuff. Like where you put your keys. But it eases pain. And it cures disease. So homie, please, let's talk about some real drugs. Like sugar or salt. That shit that really kill us. And everything is bad if you overdo it. That's why I ride the high when I perform a lot. Music. I don't do reggae, but at least once a day, the on, come up to me, and I want me to say, Rice Clyde, Bomba Clyde, roll up your spliff, and lick a shot, but I don't talk like that, you see I'm not Jamaican, I'm only black, I got long hair, and I love Bob, but you keep asking me for weed, and it ain't my job, I hope you find it though, ain't nothing wrong
0: with it.